This episode of the Randy Russell Podcast is brought to you by Underscore Taco. We didn't invent the taco. <clears throat> Open every day you are. Find this in future episodes at rspeen.com and Apple Podcasts. Questions or comments, email us at rrpodcast2000 at gmail.com. Today's guest host, J.W. Bosley, is a comic artist living in Los Angeles, California. John draws and writes The Devil's Henchmen, a comic about a motley crew of dysfunctional bandits and their many misadventures. You can contact John through his website, devilshenchmen.com. Pretty good, kind of tall. We can get another book. All right, all good. Testing, testing. All right. Pretty good. Easy level. All right, I guess I'll start. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Randy Russell Podcast. I'm your host, J.W. Bosley. It is my pleasure to introduce to you uh, the man who eats. Uh, Five cloves of garlic a day, Randy Russell. Oh, thanks! Thanks for having me. Um, it and it's it's I uh, accurately I have about one clove of garlic a day. Oh, very nice. But, um, but I've been known to have five. Oh, nice, nice. And and, and have you have you been noticing uh, any changes, any, any uh, uh, breakthroughs in the in the garlic <laughs> the garlic treatment? It's it it's the best thing to keep you from getting sick. Oh, nice! And um, I really I believe in it. Like I'm in my job in the last year, I didn't miss a day for being sick. Oh, nice! Um, flu shot might help too. <laughs> I like I get a flu shot every year now, but if I start to feel sick, I'll have a clove of gar or, or I'll have a little extra garlic. Oh, nice! I, I remember this when. Uh woman in my neighborhood I, I was sick in in LA and, and she said yeah just take a thing of garlic and some uh what she put like jalapeno garlic and lemon juice and, the, and then you take a shot of it <laughs> oh yeah that's good yeah. <laughs> like yeah that'll, that'll clear you up <laughs> yeah that's good that, that's all good stuff then yeah I think it was jalapeno an entire thing of garlic lemon juice she might have put something else in there too but I think it was just those things well, we're on the subject. This is not what I was. You probably wanted to talk about, but uh, I came up with this great, rest, a great kind of a. It's a weird recipe thing, but I, I may as well make this available to our uh, listeners now, and uh, because I, it's kind of amazing. It's like, or I read somewhere that someone said eating cottage cheese at night is a good diet thing before you go to bed. Someone told me, yeah, if you eat cheese, if you go to bed, it helps you sleep better. Yeah, some people say that like eating cheese will help or will interfere with their sleep. Um, so maybe it's different for everybody. For for me, actually eating some cheese helps me sleep for some yeah. reason. It's almost like a sedative. Yeah, it, it's uh, it kind of smooths out your insides too. Because as long as it's not like you know anything like real acidy or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it works for me so I, I thought like well cottage cheese I don't know why it would be a diet thing because you think that kind of counter what you're thinking but I thought oh, maybe I'll try like diet or just eating some cottage cheese at night and then what I realized is like oh, I'll cut up a clove of raw garlic into like little pieces and then take a like a like a fork full of cottage cheese with a piece of garlic at yeah, the same time and you, and you totally don't you don't have the harshness of the garlic. Oh, nice! It's actually really delicious. And I think that cottage cheese has like live enzymes in it too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it does. Yeah, it's got all that whey. <laughs> yeah, whey, whey, yeah, whey. Yeah, but, but I, I love garlic. I never got I never got why people ever like hated it or like smelled like if it smelled bad. Or like oh, it smells like garlic. I'm like it smells like Italian food to me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's French yeah, bread or no, garlic I, bread. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's not, and some people, it, it, I think if they eat it raw, it will up, it'll upset your stomach because it's kind of harsh. Yeah, yeah. But if you eat it with like cottage cheese like that, it, it totally does it. It just smooths that out. and then. Oh, yeah. But it's all, it, it also is just very delicious, those two together. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if there's any, if there's some kind of a dish out there that's just kind of a garlic and cottage cheese mixed together. Could be a thing... Someone could put that on the recipe uh, or on their menu of, of, of a restaurant. I just went like really good garlicky thing. It was in it was in Chicago. It was on Devon Street in Chicago, and it was this 
Middle Eastern restaurant, and the, and I got some garlic now. But it was the garlickiest naan I've ever had. But it was really good. It was just like it was just like almost layers of it. But it was cooked beforehand, so it wasn't real like strong tasting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was so good. But then they wrap it in like a meat thing. Uh, so good. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. It was like Devon and Western or something like that. But I'm getting hungry for some garlic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could head out down there after we record. No, I know. That's a, just that's uh, that's on this side of Chicago, so it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, the, yeah. Right on Devon Street, there's this whole area. It's way up on the north side and eastern Devon Street. There's like this whole area of like Indian and Pakistani restaurants. Right. Yeah. And grocery stores and bookstores and I think they got like some meditation temples up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't been up there in years. But but yeah, if if you ever, it's almost like you can just go up there and just pick any restaurant. and It's gonna be good. It's like yeah, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. <laughs> it's like it's all Indian food and Pakistani food. Is so good. So you, so you grew up here. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in Milwaukee. We, yeah, we've just 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 met for the, for this podcast. But yeah, you grew yeah, up in Milwaukee and. Um, and you live in L.A. now. Yeah, I, I've been living in L.A. the last two years. And uh, right now I'm just like freelancing and stuff, just mostly over the Internet. But uh, I want to try to find maybe something more like animation or gaming or something eventually. Maybe like something on the maybe creative development side or something, like mm-hmm. storyboarding or visual development. And uh, maybe some like basic animation or something. I'm, I'm kind of open to anything right now. <laughs> so what what are what approach are you taking trying to find stuff? Oh yeah, just, um, I've been I've been uh, kind of like customizing each portfolio. Actually, I've been doing like portfolios for like diff- kind of like different like segments of of like the industry. Like some stuff, I'll, I'll I'll make a portfolio just for like storyboarding or just for visual development. Or a portfolio, portfolio just for like character design or something mm-hmm. like that, and um, but I've even even been applying to some other jobs that might be kind of cool, like even like the, the zoo or something like that, <laughs> like the LA Zoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Any 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 kind of thing that like, or even like some park stuff I'm interested in lately. It'd be kind of nice to get out of the city more. <laughs> Do you like LA? Do you yeah. like living there? Yeah, LA is such a weird city because it had it's like everything at once. It's like. It could be really fun. It could be really stressful. It could be scary. It could be exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but it, but it, but um, but yeah, gener- So far, I, I, I like it. But it, but it, it's such a strange city that it, I'm. I, I wouldn't say I'm used to it yet. <laughs> like I, I'm still. It feels like I just got there. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. The, well, you, it's it's so vast and there's so much that. You could live there all your life and no, only know a fraction. No, it's crazy, and it it's so spread out. Kind of goes with any city. I mean, really, yeah. how much you know, but that's even Milwaukee. There's stuff I haven't yeah. seen. There's like oh, yeah. great old restaurants that I, I, I've been meaning to go to in, in 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 certain little parts, especially like in this historical part of town we're in right now. I love I love all like the old buildings and everything like that. Right. Yeah. That's something about it, LA you don't see too much. Well, downtown you'll see more like you'll see there's like a little section downtown. Where you see like old, um, older buildings from the twenties and stuff like that, but it's like only there. It's strange, it seems. But the thing is, none of them are like really set up for earthquakes. So like, if a, bi- a big earthquake comes along, all those buildings are gonna like come down. Oh, they're, right. they're old, yeah. like twenties. They're all like made out of like bricks and stuff too. So they're not mm-hmm. like really. They don't have that flexibility in like the newer streamlined skyscrapers. But even those, I'm not sure if I trust. <laughs> yeah, who knows. What where, what neighborhood do you live in? Oh, right right now I live in uh, North Hollywood, right right almost on the Bur- the Burbank border. Okay. So it's like it's like it's it's a good area so far. It's it's like uh it's called the NoHo Arts District, and it's uh it's there's a lot of like little plays and theater shops and and uh, all these little like uh. Just random weird weird stuff you'll just see you'll just see like you'll be walking around and you'll see like some strange little no like unmarked building with all these limousines like pulled up to it and it's like what what is going on in here like <laughs> what what are these strange unmarked buildings so like fancy hummers and like limos pull up so to event, like, event a secret event yeah or, or, or something 
supposedly like the valley is is known for a lot of like porn industry stuff from what from, from what my my friend told me he's like yeah it could, it could be something like that going on it's like it's weird <laughs> yeah probably. but like it's unmarked so it's just like right. and, and and even when i first got out there one of my friends showed me he took he took me to uh to disney actually just to show me behind the scenes in the animate in the animation uh department and it was interesting because it was in glendale and it's like this totally unmarked building it just looks like a box factory it could be anything just warehouse or whatever because it doesn't say anything it says it doesn't say disney or anything it's just like random building and then you go back there and you see like yeah it's all everything's all like nicely laid out and there's like a fancy fancy like um a, a fancy uh like italian kitchen and stuff like that and it, and, I, and i guess from what it, my friend told me he said they got this uh that it kind of it kind of shows you how much like like authority and, and, and money Disney has, like if, if they just want something, it's like, so so they have this um, Italian kitchen there, and the Disney executives were over in Italy, like I don't know, a few years ago, and they and they were eating in some little Italian village or something, and they liked the food so much that they paid the chef to work for them in that cafe at Disney. So so they actually got that chef and like brought him over there and said, "Will you be our personal chef for like All the right, Disney yeah. animation area?" I'm like. It's crazy. <laughs> they, probably, they probably recreated the cafe and everything. Yeah, it, it was crazy. <laughs> but it, but it's funny on the outside. It's just like building, you know, warehouse, nothing mm -hmm. in there. And yeah. You, and you go behind, and it's like, oh wow, there's like, there's that, like everything's there. And it, but it's just so you know, it's it's kind of surreal because, like that whole area in Glendale, like that's where a lot of studios are and stuff. But they they're they're just not marked because they don't want people, you know, like going up to them or anything like that or yeah they, yeah that makes sense there's no reason to or terrorists these they days advertise on the outside what they are yeah even so with that like a couple of years ago that one things yeah like that like that crazy lady shot up like those people at youtube like a few years ago and, and like i don't i don't know where youtube is it's it's probably somewhere around there but like yeah i guess she just came into like the the uh, office and was like shooting people or something, but I don't think she killed anyone. But I don't even remember that one. Yeah, it, 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 I don't think she killed anyone, but it was uh, it was still like a really freaky thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I, I've uh, I know a lot of people who've moved to L. A. Probably more than any uh, uh, any other place. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is just you know people want to get to better weather, but there's a lot of art stuff there. And, yeah, yeah. It used to be, I guess, at one point people didn't thought it was all industry and not art, but now you know, then the art scene got to be so yeah. good, and so there's everything that's going on there. And then, now, yeah, and it's a great place for food, of course. Yeah, it used to be like a small little area just for Hollywood, like, oh, you just go out there to shoot pictures and then you yeah. move back, you know. But but now it's like, oh, everything's video games are there, you know, news organizations, sports yeah, stuff, vast, and yeah. A lot of stuff. I've i visited there over uh, over years at, at different times and uh, with a lot of years in between. And and the first time I ever went there, oh thanks. Oh my, was was driving. My my girlfriend and I drove there, and her dad was there. And um, I was just I I thought like I was kind of intimidated by because it was so big. No, it is. And then it's... I realized it was like it's kind of easy to drive around in though because it's just like it was built. With automobiles yeah, yeah. in mind, so it's like kind of easy to get drive everywhere. And yeah, it was, like if you it go wasn't to some, so bad. Yeah, yeah like like little European cities or something. There, all the streets are like these little narrow, strange little right. jigsaw yeah. cutout streets. But yeah, LA is just, and even Chicago is still pretty grid like. Yeah, Boston's a hard city to drive in. That's like, oh yeah, that's a you know, people are crazy and the, and the, there's a lot of turns and just weird stuff. And, yeah, yeah, I know it's like older. The older the city, the the more. Like the more they're less suited for for cars, which is some kind, yeah. it's actually kind of nice because right. if you live in nice nice cities like that, or even in areas like this in Milwaukee, you don't need to drive anywhere, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I tried to I tried to f situate myself in LA, where it's, where I'm like pretty close to Burbank and everything, but um, <clears throat> I still try try to avoid driving as much as possible. Like I'll still like just go to like you know whatever is closest to me. Like oh, there's a good you know really good Mexican grocery store right there and they got everything I need, you know, I'm not going to like drive 20, you know, 20 minutes over here just to go to yeah. like, you know, the Ralph's or whatever they have out there and, or, or, you know, some other expensive grocery store, you know, 
so I, I try to just get I, I try his best just to get what I can in the area but it's still not easy because you still have to like even if you're just on your feet you still have to like whack more than you usually would in like in a city yeah because like it's spread out yeah so there's yeah longer distances and yeah and it, yeah driving is always it's always stressful anywhere but oh yeah and then if there's a lot of traffic yeah I, I remember another time I was there and I was uh, borrowing someone's car and and just going somewhere it was like the left turn thing was always it was hard. And, yeah, it's and it weird. Was, and it was like people had this the rule, like someone told me the rule there that I don't know if this still exists, but like when the light turns red, two cars can turn left. It's like the unofficial yeah, yeah. traffic rule. Two cars can You'll turn. You'll see that all the time too. Two the, cars the light will be left. red and people are yeah. still turning. You're like, damn. <laughs> and then and people kind of let let you go, you know, that, you know, because they kind of know. It's like yeah, they almost expect it. They almost expect you to be like a bad driver. Because <laughs> otherwise, one thing you don't want to do is bike there. That, yeah. It's like that city is so not like cut out for like bicyclists or anything. You, like you'll see people doing it. And I'm always like, like watch yourself because. It's, it's scary just walking around sometimes because mm-hmm. even the cars will just like, you know, they won't wait for you or anything. They'll just like plow, like keep going, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this this walkway. <laughs> I have the green light, but I still have to like dash. But they, they, I think they're kind of strict on that when they have pedestrian crosswalks. That yeah, they do seem pretty. The, the people you can kind of walk into them, and the cars will stop for you because yeah, it's like a huge fine if you don't. Yeah, it's strange. It's like. They'll be really crazy otherwise, but if there's a crosswalk and you just put your like foot out, everyone like slams on their brakes all of a sudden. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. And avoid it, the fine. And it's funny, like being in Milwaukee, even even just for a few for a few weeks, it's like the drivers are so much more polite. It's like, oh, my, that guy's not gonna stop. Oh, he's stopping for me. All right, this person's not, oh, he's stopping for me. Oh, he's slowing down. Oh, he's letting me in. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Where I'm so used to like, okay, like I gotta wedge myself in there mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just to survive. <laughs> Yeah, I was walking this morning and someone almost ran over me. Yeah, it could still happen anywhere, yeah. but <laughs> there's, a, there's certain people who drive on that where they just don't. They think stop signs don't really mean to stop. They, no, it's they, true. They, they, they think they think essentially they use a stop sign as a yield sign. I know, I hate but that. If a car is coming, then they'll stop. But if you're walking, they don't necessarily see you as if they would see a car. Yeah. So then suddenly you you startle them because you're expecting them to stop and they're yeah, expecting yeah. not to have to. Or they so. expect no one to be out walking yeah. at all. Like no one's ever going to be biking yeah. or walking. It's like yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. annoying. But like in um, although I, although as far as like food wise, I, I'd still say actually Milwaukee and Chicago, I'd say the food is better here still. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, food you prefer here, huh? Yeah, and it, it's like LA has a lot of stuff still, and there's still a lot of really good food out there, but like. I know so much of it is like this fast casual thing they're doing where it's like you'll still pay for like 15 bucks for like I don't know whatever $12 or, for a sandwich or whatever but it's like it's good but it's not like like as good as here or, or Chicago or something like it's so like quickly made like oh here's some fast casual stuff you know some salad stuff but it's not like it's not like oh here's like a really good sandwich place in Milwaukee that's been around for a long time or or, or something like that or they're like, oh, the cheese is so good here, and like the ingredients are so good, and the bread and everything. Sometimes out there, everything is so like, it's like real, just like, like whipped up. Like, oh, it's good, but it's kind of like flavorless. Like, it's not as good. Like, here's a whole bunch of like fast casual pizza places, and they'll be good, but they won't they won't be as flavorful. They'll be kind of like, oh, it's it's okay. It's kind of like mall food. <laughs> but then, I mean, there are good restaurants, but I'd say like. I mean, in Milwaukee and stuff, you can just walk around almost anywhere, and the restaurant's probably gonna be good, you know. Or Chicago too. It's like, you know, they're 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 like, I don't know, just older, better food. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just, everything's everything is older for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I like that too. You're also gonna run into to a lot of more of food trends in LA because the trends are gonna hit there faster oh God. than anywhere. So yeah, it's funny. Everyone has like. It seems like there's a new trend each week, and it, and it's like the the funny thing is, is like, it's just so much of it is just done out of like, oh, this magazine article said this this week, so now we have to do this, but it's All not right, really yeah. like, it's like yeah, obviously spinach is good for you. Well, this is a new article that says spinach is really good. Yeah, it's like yeah, spinach is good for you. We know that, you know. But then there'll be stuff that's so crazy, like, like you know, like oh, like, we're we're afraid of gluten now, we're afraid of this. It's like we've been eating it your whole life, and you've you know, unless you have some real severe allergy. You know, it's like, 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. And, and or like, oh, we don't eat this now. We don't eat that. And it's like, and then a few weeks later, it'll change back. And then we'll, they forget about that old trend. And then there's a new trend. And it and it's like, and it's funny because it's like, yeah, I, I like to eat healthy too. But it's like, you're, you know, there's not some magical diet that's going to make you live forever. You know, it's like, take a chance. Eat some, you know, eat a pizza once in a while. <laughs> you know, eat, yeah, some, the, eat a hamburger once in a while, you know. Yeah, those, the, yeah the, the trends that are, that just are, when one article comes out and then it's like a trend and then. Yeah, it's, it's like good. a hysteria sometimes. Like, oh my God. It's like, and it, you know, there's. Like again, I I don't eat as much meat as I used to, but I I still eat meat and stuff. But like um, but yeah, I'd say it's generally like you generally meet more people are vegetarian stuff, and like you almost anywhere you go, like in L.A., they'll have like you know vegan options or, or, or like whatever kind of food it is. Even if you go to like a, mm-hmm. a pizza place, they'll be like here's like a gluten free vegan pizza, you know, of of the same style, but it's just you know the, everything is like cut for that particular trend mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems well i'm i have a gluten-free diet because i have celiac disease yeah 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 if you have like a real thing when when you know long before i even heard of it i yeah. found out like in the in 90s and then and then it started to getting to be a trend yeah. as a health option so it was actually it was kind of good and bad for me because it was good and the and the and the more people were offering, yeah, offering yeah. gluten-free Diets, and then it's bad because people assume that you're just trendy. Yeah, yeah, and, and, they, so and like they don't like, take no, it really seriously it. too either. They don't may not necessarily take it seriously as a a health thing. Oh yeah. So now now it's necessary to with a lot of restaurants they'll ask you if you're doing if you're gluten free uh, as a health thing. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or as a serious uh, like with celiac disease, or if it's more of a dietary thing. And then they'll prepare things differently, yeah. based on your your own uh, your needs. Yeah. So so, so like and, so and it's, it, it's weird. Yeah. It's like when if someone really has a thing, it's like yeah, you know, someone can't eat gluten or whatever, and, and that's all good. But but it's funny when you see people just not doing it just just because it's you know it's the thing. You know, I don't eat that. That's gluten. I'm like. You seem to be fine. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I kind of be. I got to be like a diet trend. Even. Yeah. Or like, oh, that you can lose weight that way, and and then and then it's also people are just experimenting with things that make them feel oh, yeah. better and feel worse too. Yeah, um, but it is part. It was partly like you know, it's partly a diet thing. Like yeah, um, low like car, you know, low carb is. diet trends and oh yeah, things like that. So because I mean, there's truth in all that kind of stuff too. It, I think it's just like when you're out there and, and like people get so hysterical and will like create such a fuss if it's not. You know the exact little thing that they have, just because it's like the trend that they're hypnotized by. You know, you know what I mean? It's weird. It's like they're just so like. It's like you've been eat, like again. You you always eat pasta and you're fine, but no, it's like no, we we can't eat that ever, and and you're a terrible person just for serving that. And it's like no, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so people uh, people get up get upset at restaurants too about. Oh yeah. Well, you know, just which is weird. Yeah, but, but but yeah, people with real allergies and stuff. Yeah, that, that's different. But yeah, when it's just done out of like, just to look a certain way, and sometimes they're doing it for other people. I notice it's like, well, I don't eat that because I'm friends with so and so, and they can't. It, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> or, or my little group, we're we're all vegan, so if I I can't I can't be seen eating anything different or outside of that, or you know, because I'll, I'll I'll offend them somehow or something. It's weird. <laughs> It's like food is becoming like, like yeah, like you know, more fashion sometimes than it is, like health wise sometimes. At least with certain people, not not every. I'm yeah, I'm kind of, general, of I'm generalizing. Yeah, but. well, it is kind of fashion. It is fashion a lot, a lot of times. Do you have any favorite places? Mm, let's see. I like the yeah. There's like these nice little. Um, I think it's one empanada place. There's this one. When like Argentinian place, this is really good. T- called uh, World of Empanadas, <laughs> and it's nice. They just have like everything. They got like all these different like versions of empanadas, which are really good. And they sell uh, yerba mate, which I like, which is that kind of tea from Argentina. Oh I, yeah, they like a lot. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I like that. I I I used to buy that once in a while, and um, 
you know, and it got to be sort of a popular thing. It got really expensive. But yeah, was, yeah. You know, at first, it was really cheap because yeah. you know, it was no one knew, knew about it. It's funny. Like, they could buy this giant bag of it for yeah. like $4. Yeah, yeah. Like, same thing in LA. It's like, you'll go to a Whole Foods in LA, and you'll see a teeny little bag of Yerba Mate for like $16. And you go to like like a like a Latino grocery store, and like they'll have like um, you'll you'll buy like a pound of it for like seven bucks, right. and it's yeah. like even better. It's like better yerba mate, and it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like even in Chicago, I noticed that, or like any city, it's like once you find like the little uh, the like the little traditional places or mom and pop places and stuff, you can get like so much better deals, you right. know, yeah. than going to like Whole Foods or something. You can go to like Asian grocery stores and all that kind of stuff, and usually they're like so much cheaper because they're not, they're not, like intended to be like oh here's some exotic food. It's like no, this is for Vietnamese people that moved to America. So this is you know a grocery store for Vietnamese people or, or something like that. Yeah, you're better off shopping at those old stores or the oh yeah, and they're just better to shop at too. They have better you know feelings and stuff like that, better ambiances. <laughs> yeah, I first people, saw people drinking uh, mate in, in, in Argentinian movies oh, nice. where they had the, you'd see in a movie where they'd have the gourd. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little, little metal thing. straw. And I would, I would say, what are they drinking? What are they drinking? And I was just oh, nice. wondering for a long time, and I f- finally found out. But um, this was maybe before the internet, so um, it, it, was, it, took a, it took a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To figure it out, and then I was really excited about it, and just you know, and then I read stuff about like you know the people, in the um, like the cowboys drinking it. They'd be out somewhere in, in the Argentinian cowboys, oh, yeah, yeah. and they'd be and it would, they would try and sustain sustain themselves for a long time by drinking that because it's not. I don't think it's like strictly caffeine, but it's like something that's like ca- caffeine, but it's a stimulant. Yeah, it has. I think there's there's like caffeine in it, but then there's like. There's like theobromine, which is like the same chemical in like dark chocolate, and I think there's some other like natural stimulants. So like you're getting some caffeine, but it's not like it's not like coffee or something. Yeah. Where you get all jittery. Same thing with like really good other teas, which I which I usually drink like um, a lot of like Chinese oolong teas or really good Japanese teas. Like they they give you like a, a different effect because you're still getting like caffeine, but it has that that L-theanine in it, which kind of gives you that calmer effect, which is really nice. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it, it almost like improves your mood too, because you're not getting a, a, like as jittery as like coffee or something, which which I drink once in a while, but not as much. I should I should start drinking that again. I have one of the I still have one of the the uh, those metal straws, which have, I oh, can't yeah. remember the name. Oh, it's uh, Bombia, I think is the name. Yeah, I, I, I just got one for Christmas yesterday. My, oh, really? Got me one. Yeah, because <laughs> I drink it so much. Because I, I have one in LA, but it's a ceramic one, and it gets like mm-hmm. really hot when you're holding it, and the straw always clogs up. But she got one, and it, it and it's insulated, and it's uh, the straw for like I don't know how it's designed, but it works really good. It's not getting clogged up every two seconds. Yeah, because it's like very powdery kind. Yeah. Of, so it's it has to kind of filter out the particles. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it, but I like the buzz too off it. It's like it's like you're because you're getting some caffeine, but you're not getting like you're not as like like high strung. Right, yeah, it's you don't get that tense high strung feeling of too much coffee. It might have B vitamins in it too. I can't remember something maybe. maybe. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It probably has like iron and stuff in it too. Yeah, maybe I'll say, yeah, that's a good reminder to start drinking that. And my my other friend, I got it. I don't drink it as much anymore, but there, there's this other thing that is uh it's called kava, and uh, I used to someone I knew in Chicago, their parents lived in uh in Hawaii, and they would drink kava once in a while, because I guess they don't drink alcohol as much. Her parents and that, and then I found out about it, and it and it's this root drink. From uh, Oceania and like Fiji, I guess it's the natural drink of Fiji, mm-hmm. and it and it's uh, it, it looks like mud. It's like it's like you buy a bag of like powdered shredded root, and then you take you take a mesh, you even use like a t-shirt or like a mesh, and you, and you just squeeze it in a big bucket of water, and it tastes terrible. It tastes it tastes like you're drinking dirt, but but you don't sip it. You just you just do like a few quick shots of it, and uh, it's uh, it kind of feels like alcohol, but without the negative effects like you get. You get more talkative and you and you feel kind of euphoric, but you, you don't get into like, you know, no one gets you know crazy or, or angry mm-hmm. or anything like that. It, it just stays very calm. 
I think there's some herbal tea blends that have kava in it, but it's yeah, probably yeah. they probably have so little that it's more it's, it ends up being kind of a trendy thing. Oh yeah, you, it's just the name. So you got yeah, I have to find. I would like to try some with the um, with the more intense yeah um, it, 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 intense it, formulation of it that they actually feel that yeah it's it's uh surprising because the first time I tried it, I was like wow you know this is this is almost like a like a legal drug of some kind, but you know, it's, it's, but yeah, it makes you very peaceful. Like the only thing I noticed if you drink too much of it, like the next day you might be a little groggy or something, but you have to drink a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's, uh, supposed to be an anti-carcinogenic too. I wonder but if any coffee shops and tea shops around here have, have some. Yeah. It's, I think uh, someone where I live, when I lived in Portland, someone had some that was kind of strong. Yeah. Like once in a while you'll see kava, but they're not like real popular, but, like there's for some reason in Florida there's a whole bunch of kava bars. I don't know why it all happened oh, in Florida, yeah. <laughs> but I think there's one in Portland. Cause I, I have a friend. I don't drink it that much anymore, but I have a friend that uh, that drinks a lot because he has anxiety issues. But he said he said it's like one of the best things for anxiety, even though it tastes bad. It's like mm-hmm. it, it'll it'll put you in a better mood and chill you out, but you're still you're not mentally like cloudy. You can still get work done or whatever. But it's kind of like a nice. It's kind of like having a few beers without getting dulled by it, or something, and then, uh, and then it it makes. But it also makes you like real talkative too, like alcohol. But again, you don't get all like mush mouth or 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 um, you know, or, or stupid or anything mm-hmm. like that. It like it, it's like it's like you're very sober, but you you feel very good. It's it's hard to. <laughs> it's, it's almost like weed or something, but a little different. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try some again. Yeah, there, there's a actually I know a few places. There's a place called um, yeah, what's it called? There's one in Portland. It's called like I think it's just called like I don't know, like Portland Cava Bar or something like that. Something real easy like that. But then there's another one in Florida called mm, Nakamal. Yeah, it's called Nakamal in Florida, and it, and you, they just ship it like pounds of it out to anywhere in America and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's um, it's not too expensive. It's like thirty to sixty dollars for a bag of it. I think you buy like it by the pound or half pound. So they're just importing it from some and, and then distributing it. Yeah, yeah, and they, and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they they all get it from, like they don't grow it in America, so they they actually have to go on little expeditions and buy it by bulk in like Fiji or Vanuatu, or even Hawaii, and uh, Papua New Guinea, and I think even the Solomon Islands. So it's like that whole strip of like Oceania Islands is like right, has, yeah. has kava in it, and um, and there's different versions of it too. There's different strands of it, and some I notice will make you a little bit more like a little bit more like sleepy, and some will be a little bit more stimulating. Like like you'll be like, oh, let's let's talk all night, and you know, but you still feel relaxed. It's interesting. I guess they use it for their peace pipe in a way, like all those ancient. Okay. Uh, actually, even the Milwaukee Museum, there's a there's a little there's a little. Uh, if you go on the, the third or fourth floor, they have an Oceana exhibit, and they do. They have a little kava thing there too. They have like a bowl, like because they have like these these big bowls they they serve it in, and then you, and then you just drink it like a coconut shell. <laughs> oh yeah, we in the public museum. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been there for years. I gotta go to the public yeah. museum. Yeah, it's a great museum. Have you been there recently? When you're about maybe two years ago. Yeah, I gotta go. That's some good. In fact, I might go again there. when I'm here too because yeah. it's such a good museum. I want to go there. I haven't. I don't know. I keep forgetting to, about it. No, I know. And like, it's weird too because I've always liked museums, and like, so many people are like, like, oh, I haven't been there since like second grade. I'm like, but it's like right there. You can there's all this yeah, cool no. stuff, or or even like in Chicago too, all those nice museums. I think they got a, a Kava thing in the the uh, Chicago Museum too. It's funny, and I and I think they actually have a Kava plant at the Milwaukee Domes. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I haven't been to the domes in a couple of years now, too. Yeah, I love the, love the domes. Oh yeah, I hope, I hope it doesn't close. Oh yeah, weren't they having some problems with? Oh the- yeah, there's constantly funding problems, and and I don't know if they need to do renovations. It's, you know, it's expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an elaborate structure. Yeah, no, I know, and it's amazing. And it's probably really particular in order to repair something like that. Right. You know, yeah. like the right kind of glass if something breaks, mm. or the right kind of like you know metal. As, as, as yeah, the, the domes are really nice though. 
That's somewhere, if someone was visiting Milwaukee, that's, that would be the first place I would take them. Mm-hmm. And our zoo is really nice out here, actually. I think I think it's the same designer as the San Diego Zoo. I've never been to the zoo. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really uh, it's a nice, real walkable zoo. Like um, like uh, so I, I guess like hundreds of years ago, all zoos were basically like small little like, you know, put the animal in a little teeny kind of cage thing. But the I forgot the name of the person, but they 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 were starting to redesign zoos to have like you know more natural enclosures for the animals and stuff like that. Right, yeah. Over the last 60 years or something. And I've only been to the San Diego Zoo once. But yeah, it, it was really nice. It was it was a real nice... But you, but you could tell even the Milwaukee Zoo, like the layout is almost similar because it's like real walkable and it's not like some real tight, you know, one little space for the animals. You know, you have a nice, mm-hmm. yeah. like bigger areas and stuff like that. Almost like a park, you know. We better get on to the co- before we run out of time. Get on yeah, to the comics yeah, drawing yeah. subject. And I think no, I was, I was looking at your website with a um, where you have where you have some of your comics. What's the name of the main the main one you have? Oh on? yeah, it's, it's called uh, devilshenchman.com. And so it's and it's it, not some some of the stuff is not safe for work, just so you know. <laughs> not, yeah, not safe for work, or so yeah. that means probably not for the younger children, maybe too. Huh? Yeah, I mean. They probably see so much on stuff on the internet as it is. It's probably nothing oh, to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Illegally, have to say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like a lot of the your, the characters that you draw are like based on animals. That, yeah, so yeah. You like making characters with a with an animal form. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and it was never like intentional. It was just like like ever since high school, like a lot of the characters I draw now were kind of developed like in late high school. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though, and it's like uh, they were like fleshed out, but they were kind of like taking shape around then, and like sketchbooks and stuff like that. And like, yeah, they're kind of like just like I, I just wanted to make cartoon, like comics, kind of like kind of like the comic, kind of like the cartoons that I would want to watch on TV in a way, like right. just kind of more uh-huh. stupid or or just like not not always real. Like, what am I trying to say? More more like a. Uh, more like playful, I guess, and that is serious. Even though you can have like serious subject matter in, like even the one I'm working on now has like, I'm not calling them Nazis, but they're, they're called Porkies, P-O-R-K-K-K-I-E-S. <laughs> they're like basically like Nazi characters, and they're uh, they're uh, <clears throat> harassing our the, the two uh, the two fem- female lead characters, which is a, a skunk and a cat. <laughs> And other guys are yeah like these big evil, like pig-looking characters, but I didn't I didn't even want to make him look like a real pig. Almost just like gross-looking people, mm-hmm. like a pig yeah. snout almost. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's a funny thing to to give the the attributes to, of animals to the characters. Essentially, they're human characters. Yeah, yeah. With the animal attributes. Yeah. Some sometimes it seems like you can exaggerate stuff with animal characters more. Sometimes I mean not not always, but. Sometimes you can kind of just give like real simple exa- exaggerations to characters that might be a little bit more cumbersome if it's like a human character or something, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then uh, you can kind of subvert those things too, you know? You yeah, know, so. and like different attributes, like oh, yeah. this one can fly, or that one has a big long neck, or you know, mm-hmm. the, that's a snake, or you know, and you can kind of like tie that into like stories and stuff like that, or even like personalities, you know? You can be like. You know, you have like different or, or different takes on animals. Even like I have a, a, f- a few different like what are my animals like meerkats, hyenas, alligator, bat, and some of the, some of I have, and then there's this other group of characters called the Rufals, which are these made up animals that kind of look like a f- like a like a I don't know a cat fox looking thing. I don't know. With like oh, a, so they're made. Yeah, so you're kind of making new animals. Yeah, yeah, but but, but they're they they're almost like based off my sister's old cat, <laughs> like this the the expressions and everything. Oh, yeah. Like they have these kind of like like squinty little eyes and stuff like that. But but they're kind of cute too. They're not like, mm-hmm. like mean or anything. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's some yeah cats have so much personality. Yeah, yeah, they're so unique sometimes. I used to not like cats, but now I, I really like cats Be- because the only cat I knew was my sister's evil cat. 
Oh, no, he's evil. No, no, he's actually a good cat. He's a good cat. He's just, I think he, I think he was beaten up when he was a, a kitten, and my sister, assist, my sister's friend found him. So he had, he was like, I think someone like apparently like threw, like threw him out of like a car or something in like southern Illinois, and like um, and he was like real. Ba- he had like a big like scratch on his eye and everything, and now he still kind of like squints out of one eye a little bit. But you can tell he's been abused because yeah, he's he's very like. He's very insecure. He's like, he always like clings on to my mom and follows her around constantly. But he doesn't seem to like men. Like I'll be like, "Hey, Miji," and so he's like, "Oh," trying to trying to swipe me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I know it's strange how some animals though will re- react to different genders of people. Yeah, yeah, they're like it's, it's weird. They're yeah, like the real thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like they're people. It's like because uh, now we have four cats in my parents' place, and each one of them has such a different personality. It, it's interesting. It's like the, the two cat, the two little cats we found, Racket and Annabelle. We found them about three years ago, and uh, and be, because we found them on our property, we we hand raised them, and I think it's because ever since they were such little kittens, they've been around people. They're really really nice, like they're not strange or weird mm-hmm. with anyone. They're yeah. just super super affectionate. Do you do you kind of study stuff with animals and thinking and thinking about? Then cartoons, then with an yeah, like yeah, like especially even I've been watching more like nature shows and stuff like that. And it, but it's funny too because you do you you can almost like use little ideas for that in like comics and stuff like that. Or you can use like you can even do stuff where it's like um, you can use different stereotypes of animals, but kind of do something different with it. Yeah, like because um, one of the things like a lot of my animal characters are like based off you know animals that have bad reputations like hyenas and stuff like that. I'm always like, well, what if you do something different with it instead of make, instead of making like those characters the bad guys? What if you make them the good guys? You know, and what if you right. show, yeah. you know, do other things with that? And because one of the things I always hated was this real like black and white way of storytelling. Like it's hard; it's even hard for me to have like villainous characters because I, I I don't want it, even like the one I'm doing now is, has been kind of a struggle because I don't want it to just be like, oh, here's the bad guys, you know, and here's the good guys and. So I, I'm I'm still kind of like trying to mess around with like something else to like pull out of it in a way. Yeah, that's more interesting when they're less when they're when they're less stereotypical or yeah. more or even complex like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like I've noticed even if you do have a villain, villainous character, because a lot of times villainous characters are kind of like appealing, you know, especially in like Disney movies or whatever. You know, it's like you don't really hate the bad guy. You know, he's kind of funny or something. So in my case, I'm trying to make like the bad guys. Like not at all appealing, like like super evil, <laughs> like all like, right. how, like yeah. how disgusting and evil can we make them instead of like, you know, oh he's a relatable bad guy, you know, like in this case I'm trying to make him like totally unrelatable, <laughs> which is actually harder than, than it, it's it's harder than it seems, because even when I draw, you know, you're like oh you know, you got to put some personality into him, but it's it's like you still have to. You know, you can't make them cute because so much of the time, like you know, you're making certain characters cute or, or likable. So when you're doing the opposite, it's kind of like a different part of your brain or something has to like take over and really chisel them out in a, a way that is makes them really unappealing for the audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. So the, like if some if some yeah even the worst animals have they're still animals. So oh yeah yeah. In a way, so even if it's a stereotypical bad character then it always has this good side in a way yeah um, like pigs you know pigs do in a way they're, yeah they're like you think of the the, the pig you know the, the uh, obese part the yeah yeah stereotype <laughs> of pigs but also they're they're very intelligent yeah yeah so it's okay. yeah so it's like so even with something that i'm doing now it's like yeah i still don't want to just like have bad guys that you just you know you just shoot them and that's it you know or they're like cardboard cutouts, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be successful with it, but that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> when you when you um do you do you draw by how do you how do you work on stuff when you draw? Actually, lately I've been like, I used to just very, like, and I still do sometimes too, but I used to just very, very plainly just pencil everything out on a page and then just ink right over that, and I still do that, <clears throat> but lately because. Uh, I don't know, I've been kind of like messing around more, more with uh, compositions and stuff like that. 
and kind of I'm, I'm trying to challenge myself over the last few years a little bit more and not just have everything just quickly drawn out i kind of want to like mess around with like the camera angles because i've been i'm a big fan of like you know good movies and criterion movies and, and stuff like that and they just took it down, but Filmstruck, it, 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 I, I really liked Filmstruck when they had that, now they got rid of that. But um, yeah, TCM, you know, good foreign movies. I think it's because my sister's really into movies, so, uh-huh. like, yeah. she, you know, she's always talking about that kind of stuff. So you find out about a lot of really good directors and movies that you normally wouldn't. And, then, and it's nice because then you can pull all that knowledge into comics and stuff, and you can be like, oh, I really like that angle that they're using, or I really like the way they, like, set this up. and Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a big, a big thing. Just the, you know, the point of view or angle of something. And yeah, I was noticing that I was watching Lost in Space on TV. Yeah, yeah. The other day, the old, you know, the yeah, 60s yeah, the old ones. One. And there was like an old. They put an older, extra old one on because it was like I guess because it was Christmas, so they wanted to have a Christmas themed one. So it's probably way back into the first season where it was more. Everything was more expressionistic yeah uh, yeah it looked like uh it looked like an old movie more than a tv show yeah you know, like it was totally filmed different it was really striking how the angles were yeah, they check it out again you know when there was there would be like something in close up extreme close up on something and then you could see things in the back yeah yeah that was cool so but it was that's a good yeah that's a good way to look at certain movies the way they're filmed yeah and it's it's refreshing too when you see stuff that's just not you know done the way that you're you're used to seeing all the time especially like in hollywood movies these days a lot of stuff at least to me a lot of stuff kind of like runs together (laughs) you know it's kind of oh another explosion movie you know it's just kind of like we've been doing that since the mid-90s and it's like (laughs) it's nice to see other stuff that's like wow i actually care about the characters (laughs) like i care about what's going on instead of just like wait who's that okay oh okay what uh, what what there's another action sequence. What's going on? You know, it's like, it's so, it's so their movies sometimes are so busy. You just don't care what's going on. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's nice to slow down and like have a real story again. You know. <laughs> I'm kind like, of. I'm a harsh critic of movies. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, that's good. <laughs> but I've even over over a long period. You know, even going way back to I I find that when. Like action parts are my least favorite parts. Yeah, I'll get really, I get really bored at. Yeah, yeah. The action parts and unless they're like action parts where you're like you really care about what's going on, you know, and it's like oh, like like you got like those old Kurosawa movies and stuff when there is a samurai fight, you know, it's not like oh okay they're fighting for five hours and it's just like what's going on? Yeah. Now he's jumping on that building. Now he's jumping over here. Now he's you know it's like there's like slappy gritty you know fight scenes that they're like oh he get ki- he, he can get killed at any second and oh he's getting tired because he's he's been waving that sword around so he's getting tired you know he's not like i can wave this sword around for two hours and i'm never getting tired you know it's like right yeah when you see like when fights are more you know not just some like action sequence when you really you know when there's like real forces behind about what why they're fighting and what they're doing mm-hmm. you know well, I think with the, the people trying to just to always have to top things, and then and then to going the wrong direction in a way. Like well, I have to make it things more extreme. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily the best direction. Yeah, yeah. Extreme isn't necessarily better. <laughs> it's like, but oh, and e- and even with like um oh yeah, I was about to say too with like my comics like because I like. <clears throat> You know, messing around with the composition and stuff more a little bit more lately. What I've been doing is um, I've been drawing everything digitally, or, or I'll still, I'll like, I'll draw, I'll like, I'll make notes of stuff just on like cheap paper, like super cheap typing paper. Sometimes I'll even draw draw out uh, a scene on like just whatever ratty paper. It doesn't matter. The drawing it, the drawing itself can just look like super sketchy, and it doesn't matter. But then, um, but just to kind of get the layout done. And then what I what I've been doing lately is either either drawing digitally or taking pictures of what I've I've drawn, uh, just uh, by hand, and then kind of messing with the composition digitally and like enlarging stuff or like mm-hmm. replacing stuff. But I still like inking by hand. So then I'll um, I'll actually print out. I'll 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 get my composition basically finished in Photoshop the way I want it to, and then um, I'll print it out. Well, for, well. Uh, I'll, I'll make the artwork blue line. 
like in Photoshop, I'll convert everything to like non-photo blue, and then I'll actually print that out so that everything is real light, and then you just ink it by hand with like uh, brushes or uh, fountain pens and stuff like that. Because you get a look that you just can't get with a, a computer with like oh, yeah. real, real like drawing tools and stuff. And I think it's because you actually have something you're working with. You know, you're not. It's mm-hmm. like you really get a, I don't know, a better feel of it in a way when when you have something physical with you. I've never done any art digitally. Yeah, but with um, me, it's still yeah, new too. And I think a lot of people probably have found that to be works better than any other way. But I'm kind of, I'm just like, I've, I've never, yeah, never done it. I'm sure there's advantages and disadvantages, and probably the technology is always changing. So oh, yeah. people are going to say like, it's no, I mean, get better, and the feeling is more feeling yeah, possible. But yeah, whatever works, you know. Yeah, it's like, but I guess however you, I mean, people do that. There's probably there's probably writers out there who still like write longhand with a pencil yeah. on a note notepad. Yeah, because sometimes like even those subtleties can like influence like your process. Yeah, it's weird. It's like because if, if I'm just only drawing digitally, like you get kind of sick of it after a while. Like I don't, like I just want some paper. You know, I want to like I don't know what it is. It's just but like um but then there's stuff I like digitally like coloring and stuff just because I can mess around with the coloring a little bit more. And like, uh, and not worry about like, like uh, ruining my line artwork. Like, oh, I just you know messed up that oh, line yeah. artwork. That's gonna be yeah. such a pain in the ass yeah. to fix. No, so that, I, I like the I like the fact that I can mess, I can edit, and mess with the colors digitally. But ultimately, like, I just like drawing on paper the the best when it comes down to it. Because like the computer is nice, but it's like ultimately, even if I didn't have it, I'd still just draw on paper. <laughs> just keep it simple. Yeah, well, that's good. I even use light boxes sometimes too. I was I was experiment experimenting with that too because I have a, I have a glass table, and like you can almost do like some of these digital resizing effects just with like a, uh, a light box, you know, and just tracing your stuff or using a reference just by tracing stuff in there, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of interesting. But um, but yeah, just drawing on papers the best because I've noticed other sometimes if you make the process too complicated. It just gets too much in the way. Yeah, so I guess it's good to be open to new th- new things, and but realize when the old yeah ways work. work. No, it's true. So it's, it's, it's like pens look the better, paper looks better, pens look better. You know, real paintings look the best. You know, like yeah, you can you can have a lot of fun in Photoshop and stuff, but if you see a real painting, like you know. Or you know, by especially like someone who, like an old master or something, you know, it's totally a different experience. You know, you have different layers of paint reacting to the light in a different way, and real minerals reacting to light, and just everything like that. All those little subtleties. Oh yeah. Instead of just oh, there's a print, you know, which is, which is fine too, but it, it's yeah, real painting is totally a different like different animal. <laughs> I used to I used to make calendars every year for people and and to give just to give to friends and and the last one I did I drew like the interior of twelve different diners that I just found oh, nice. a photo of on the internet and then drew from the photo and but they were in a really weird style. Oh, nice. what most, I mostly did them while I was at work somewhere. I was working at a, in a job when I was on the phone a lot, and so I had like a hand free and so oh, the, nice. I just like put a really lot a lot of time into these just you know these really scribbly detailed drawings with ball with I use ballpoint pen yeah, so yeah. it was very scratchy but it it just like it took me forever it did it took a long time so like over the course I mean I probably didn't start at the beginning of the year but it, you know over the course of the year I got 12 months yeah you know 12 different diners that's pretty cool and then I made it and then I thought this is my this is my that was my favorite calendar that I made, um, and then after that the next year came around it was like that's too much work yeah yeah and so like I didn't make another one, and and then some people were kind of disappointed and gave me a hard time like where's the calendar yeah 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 but I thought like I'm not making one this year it's too that's much funny. it's just too much work by hand and I don't have time and. Um, so in a way, it's not a good thing, and this stopped me from doing anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about doing something else, where I drew, but I just kind of got away from it. It's kind of sad. So like, I feel like I want to get back to drawing a little more, just because it's 
It's, a, it's really relaxing. No, it, it is. It's like, especially just, even if you just have like a nice sketchbook or something, it's just yeah. nice to have that. You know, it's not like, oh, I have all these digital files and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's nice yeah. just to have like a book and be like, there's yeah. my book. It's not, not fancy. And, and a lot of times, yeah, you just draw better on paper. You, you're just sitting there and you don't have all these damn distractions and stuff like that. You're just, mm-hmm. and you just, you know, you have something physical with you. So you're not, you're not. And, and and sometimes another thing on Photoshop and even drawing digitally is that sometimes it can mess with um, your sense of proportion if you're like constantly zooming in, zooming in and zooming out. Sometimes, sometimes it can be like, okay, like I just want the paper there, you know, instead of like, uh, 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 you know, I just want like, okay, what am I doing? Like, oh yeah, you know, because sometimes, yeah, when you're drawing, it can it can be good, but it can also be kind of bad. It's, it's weird, so. Like I'm using digital stuff more than I did a few years ago, but I, I'm trying to like get it to work for me to the point where I can still make it feel less, like less digital as possible. Mm-hmm. Like still get, still get the oh, yeah. most real drawing out of it, and like use it mostly for like maybe editing or resizing something or like coloring or something like that. Well, that but still sense. getting the the most of it just like drawing on paper and inking mm-hmm. by hand and stuff. Yeah. When you when you when you do the the inking, what exactly is the process of that? What what are you using? Oh yeah, I like to use uh, I like to use um, lately I'm using a uh, Pentel brush pen, and I and I usually refill it with uh, Rapidograph ink, so so you still get a real nice black ink, but it won't clog up the pen, and I, and I did the same thing with my fountain pens. I, I use a, a flexible nibbed. Uh, fountain pen made by noodlers they're a company american company called noodlers pens and they make a really nice like 20 dollars refillable fountain pen and, and it's like it's not as flexible as the old 1920s pen where you get like almost like that super brush like kind of feel mm-hmm. but uh for like 20 bucks it, it's pretty flexible and you, and you still get a nice like line variation oh okay and uh another one i like <clears throat> it's not as flexible but you get a nice I don't know, like a real subtle kind of line with it is a, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, a rot, rote ring art pen. And I, I like to use the extra fine nib for that one. But uh, what I, I would like to also get a, uh, continue to buy like more fountain pens and stuff like that in the future. Because each one seems to have like kind of a different personality and get little subtle subtleties out of each kind of nib and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, the only, the only thing, to find. yeah, yeah, and it's like you can go to like antique places sometimes, and like just refurbish one or something, or mm-hmm. or pay one, pay someone to do it. <laughs> the, the only thing, and a lot of people are angry about this. Like fountain pens, all used to be flexible, and they all used to give you like those nice, you know, lines and stuff. But ever since like the '60s in America, they started making them all kind of write like ballpoint pens. Like oh, there's okay. no like subtlety in the line, just like mm-hmm. a ballpoint, which is fine, but like. It seems like just over like the last few years, like there's been more of like a push to make new fountain pens again that are more flexible, especially Japanese ones. There's some really nice Japanese pens. They're expensive though. I mean, some of those pens will be like four hundred dollars for a pen, but it'll be like maybe they'll last your whole life as long as you don't break it. Right. And like, and the nibs are like gold and everything, so they won't. And they're they're mixed with really good alloy alloys and stuff, so they won't like wear out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And some of them actually get better. Oh yeah, there is another pen I use. I just have to get a new ink feed for it. But I also use a Namiki Pilot Falcon pen, and that that's my most expensive one. That that's like a hundred and fifty dollar pen. But I got that back in like two two thousand one, and like it's perfect. You know, the only thing I, I just gotta get a new ink ink refiller for it because like okay. the little plastic thing broke on it. But but yeah, fountain pens, I think are like a great way of like drawing and inking and stuff like that and. You'd be such a nerd with it too, because there's so many different pens with it and, and nibs and stuff, and yeah. it you can be like obsessed with it. <laughs> well, I love those whole that whole world. There's when there's a whole world of like pens. I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about it. It's like you know, and they all write musical instruments and yeah, yeah. It's like, like music. It's like musical <laughs> instruments. Like oh, like a really good violin or a really good you know anything, a good, a good guitar or something. It's like, and it's the same thing when something is made really well. It's like you you almost want to use it more. You're like, oh, this pen feels so good. It just writes perfectly, and or, or like a good guitar. Even it's like, oh, that just plays perfectly. You can just like you don't have to like worry about. It. You can just like so smooth or yeah. Uh, so that's always nice. But yeah, like um, but again, 
you, you know, anyone, you can, you can use a cheap micron pen for like a few dollars or, or markers. Any, anything that gets like the job done, I'd say. But over the years of drawing, I found, at least I myself really like using just fountain pens and brushes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we're getting to the end of our time here. Um, so we're going to do a, oh, yes. we're going to get on this regular se segment that it's a, um, a psychic test so we can try and determine our, our psychic connection. Psychic skills. Yeah. And, uh, and I've been trying to improve mine lately, but who knows? Anyway, start out with this. There's a, co a, co uh, a coin here. So just uh, pick either, like, get a, uh, pick either heads or tails and then concentrate, and I'll try to see if I can guess. Um, Let's see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Got it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it heads? It is. Oh, okay. Heads. Good. Fine. <laughs> that is a, we've, it seems like we've established a psychic connection. We nice. can move on to these uh, psychic psychics. symbol cards. The Ghostbusters so, test. So just pick, <laughs> yes, pick, pick one out, and I'll, let me try to guess what the uh, symbol is. All right. Let's see. Okay. Is it um, three wavy lines? No. Uh, the square. <laughs> square. <laughs> okay, well, um, well, let's move on to the ne the next uh, oh, yeah, more the next difficult second. test. Yeah. And uh, here's, a, oh, yeah. here's a deck of cards with uh, 52 playing cards and 52 different cocktails. And. Um, oh, nice. That's so, cool. Oh, they're playing cards. I didn't yeah. realize it. Yeah, you can actually play poker or something with us. <laughs> and, and drink each. Our drinking game. Yeah, 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 have a drink each time you... Could be a poker game where... <laughs> yeah, 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 you... All right, let's see. It'd be a very short poker game if you're drinking the drink for each uh, when you win. Um, All right, I, I think I got it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm uh, concentrating. Let's see, uh, Mimosa? Oh, grasshopper! Grasshopper! Ah, oh. yeah. I, I think that I think that I think the the last. Although mimosa was the next one. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was probably like seeing right through that. Yeah, yeah. That's how strong it was. <laughs> okay. It was so strong that you saw through that, and you're like mimosa. It is the second one, so oh, okay. that there's still significance in that. Yeah, great. <laughs> and gra grass grasshopper is a funny drink. What is we're it? Gonna, we're gonna head over to. Uh, um, green dementh yeah, random after this maybe <laughs> some grass yeah green, green oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah ice at cream random. ice cream ice cream drinks uh, yeah, okay that's, that's so a great the, place. and the last one uh, the last test where you try to think of something out of a popular or something oh yeah movie uh, a, mo a kind of movie TV show food uh, some you know something specific and then give me the category and then I'll try to uh, come up with the exact specific thing you're thinking of. I'll do uh, <clears throat> mm -hmm. it is uh, sci-fi. Sci-fi? Um, can you tell me if it's a movie or a TV show or a... A movie. A, a book? Okay, a movie. Okay, wait, that's, it gave me an extra clue, so that's probably going to be a, a, a breeze. I'm going <laughs> um, to... I'm trying to think of it real hard too. Let's see. Uh, Great soundtrack too. <laughs> when, um, 2001. No, uh, Blade Runner. Oh, Blade Runner. Okay. The old one. <laughs> well, I love the soundtrack too, Evangelist. Yeah. You know, I had. Did you, you did you end up liking the uh, Blade Runner the the um... actually, I actually didn't see it I I, I still want, I still want to see it but I, I've I've just heard different things from different people oh the the uh, the the remake the, yeah yeah the, the new one and then the old one there's the you know there's the version with the voiceover and not so there, there's actually like several different versions yeah yeah it's like the, the only cut and the yeah it's like the the only one. Like I, I saw Blade Runner originally. I must have seen the director's cut originally because it didn't have the the um, the overdubbing over it. But I yeah. saw the overdubbing when I was like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, "This is so weird." It's like yeah. I'm I'm Lieutenant blah blah blah. And right. I'm like, "This is this is like a 
there's like some ridiculous like but, like I, I can see why they did it I guess the studios wanted to do that yeah that's the that's the first one I saw I saw it at the theater when it came out actually so that was the original right with yeah the, that with was the, the original had the voice voiceover and so of course I liked that one and then later yeah, when I good. saw the one with taking the voiceover out and I thought oh it makes sense it's yeah it's better. like a totally different movie it's, it's like, better wow. it was totally different so I kind of went from thinking like Deckard was a human to Deckard was a replicant. Yeah, yeah. And I went back to thinking he was a human again. Yeah. <laughs> and back, I think I've gone back and forth like ten times now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure where I am. No, I know. Now, which is which is kind of great in a way. I'm thinking he might be, but it's hard to say. I, I I've had like I've actually have had. You, there's hardly anything I can think of that has so many reasons. Really good arguments for both. Yeah, yeah. Because you, ultimately it comes out where it's either one or the other, and you go, okay, finally, this is the way it is. Yeah, yeah. And and I, now I'm not even sure again. Yeah, because it never really, like, there's, like, little subtleties that might imply something, but you never really know, which is which is nice, too, because I hate it when, like, movies these days are so, like, okay, we're going to give you the answer. Yeah, like, you Here have to know. You know, it's like, come on. There might not actually even be an answer with Blade Runner. Yeah, so, yeah, and, know, that, and that's fine, a, too. Yeah, it's even better. It's like, well, it could be for... Different people are going to always different. Yeah, different. Yeah, there's like this anxiety of certainty that runs through a lot of people. Like we have to know, we have to yeah. know, and it's like mm, I don't know. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, I like when you don't know. Yeah, I like. It's like open, but you can still like sense something. Like, but yeah, you don't really know a hundred percent. Right. But yeah, that was always fun. But yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while. But I listen to the damn soundtrack almost every day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Blade Runner Blues. Yeah, great soundtrack. Yeah, that's a great soundtrack. Yeah, lately I got into um, a lot of... Uh, I'm a big music nerd, too, but I like a lot of old country and blues music and stuff, too. But over, like, the last five years, I got into a lot of, like, minimal wave music from, like, the 70s and early 80s and electronic music from around that time. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because I was never into it before. But I think it was just through, like, Spotify and stuff. You just, like, randomly find, mm-hmm. like, weird music that you went listen to normally yeah it's good to keep being open to oh yeah that's how you stay young yeah no just (laughs) constantly getting new ingredients (laughs) okay well thanks for having me on the on the podcast oh you're welcome anytime yeah nice to meet you oh yeah nice meeting you too and all right we're out i guess yeah and um yeah next time you're in town maybe we'll have another oh yeah and i'll be back too yeah another uh, edition All right, sounds good. Thanks again. All right, thanks. And you have a great rest of your evening, ladies and gentlemen.